From Welcome Villain Films, the studio that brought you the horror hit Malum, as well as Beaten to Death and Hunter Killer, comes their newest nightmare, Mind, Body, Spirit, now available on digital. Directed by Alex Haynes and Matthew Miranda, and produced by Dan Asma, Mind, Body, Spirit follows Anya, an aspiring yoga influencer, as she embarks on a ritual practice left behind by her estranged grandmother. What starts as a spiritual self-help guide quickly evolves into something much more sinister. As Anya becomes increasingly obsessed with the mysterious power of the practice, she unwittingly unleashes an otherworldly entity that begins to take control of her life and her videos. Now, Anya must race to unlock the truth before her descent into madness threatens to consume her mind, body, and spirit. During its festival tour, which stops at Chattanooga Film Festival and the Unnamed Footage Festival, Mind, Body, Spirit garnered praise from critics who call it a found footage version of Hereditary and a knockout found footage horror movie for the live stream era. Experience the first ever yoga-themed found footage horror film and don't miss the film viewers have called extremely frightening and upsetting. Available now on digital anywhere you rent or buy movies online, including Prime Video and Apple Plus. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network. Okay. Hey. Hey. <laughs> okay, we all, okay. Hey, y'all. I am Jazz 40 ounce connoisseur, and hey, um, I'm Cat Daddy, and we're a girl that's scary. Yeehaw. That's Surprise. all I got. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> um, can y'all see the slideshow? Yeah. We yeah. got a squid girl. Not, oh, yeah, there is a light bulb. Yeah. Can they turn it off or no? Yeah. Can we get the light down? Four for four, please. Oh, let's see. Let's see. Oh. Is it? Ooh. It's like Oh. It's a vibe. Oh. 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 All right. Well, I guess we'll get back in the intro. But yeah, we're a whole podcast. Yeah. <laughs> then we have a blurdy massacre, which consists of me. My name is Zero Gravity. I have Brother Ghoulish with me and Sheree the Slayer over there. Yes. Oh, thanks. And last but not least, oh my God, another <laughs> sister podcast. <laughs> yes. yes. Keep on the spirit. I'm Bobby. I'm Mike. 
and we talk about every, talk about stuff scary, spooky, and disturbing, and horror on our podcast, and just a lot of kikis and hahas. Kikis <laughs> and hahas. I love both of those in my shows. Yeah. I am a fan. <laughs> I support yeah. that. Yes. I support that. Kiki agenda. I was listening on the way here. <laughs> all right. Um, this is a quote that we all kind of live by. Um, from our, our queen and trailblazer in the horror industry, black women in the horror industry, Tanana Reeve Do. You might recognize this name if you've seen the horror noir documentary or you've read the textbook. Yes. Yep, yes. snap for that. Yes. Um, she's also an amazing writer. And if you're mm-hmm. into anything kind of gothic, um, anything bump in the night, and you need some less or less Stephen King in your life. Yes, um, I'm sure we would all recommend <laughs> Tanana Reeve do. But yes. this is like the starting point, right? Black history is black horror. Um, anyone want to take that away from me? Yeah, I mean, I love what they talked about it um, with on horror noir because when they talked about like Birth of a Nation, for example, you do see how it wouldn't be billed as a horror movie, but depending on who's watching it, it's definitely hard for us. And so if you haven't seen that documentary, you definitely have to check it out because they did such a great job with that. And I think it's gonna inspire more documentaries like that, I hope, like maybe even like a docu-series or something, that would yeah. be dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's also a great podcast that goes along with it if yes. you want like yeah. extra content. Sure. Um, but yeah, I love this quote because it really does describe our beginnings. The beginning of black representation in horror film was not actually a horror film at all. It was just reality. Um, but since then, we've come a long way. What we got? All right. The origins. So since Ryan just brought up um, Birth of a Nation, so I guess we can speak on that first. Um, Birth of a Nation was... Boo. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> tomato, tomato, tomato. Technically, like the first feature film that was mm. screened, it was literally screened in Woodrow Wilson's White House um, for an audience. And it's really fucked up, guys. It depicts a black man um, chasing around a white woman in peril. And the, he- the unsung heroes of the day who eventually saves the white woman is the Klan, which doesn't really. You know, it's three hours long. And oh my god, is she really? <laughs> hate crime on hate crime, three hours long. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and you know the scary shit about this is, this isn't really taught. Well, it is taught, but for the I don't see the wrong reasons. Before uh, maybe omitting half of the reasons why we should be talking about it. I learned about Birth of the Nation when I took an intro to film class when I was in college. Um, it had nothing to do with the content. It had everything to do with the fact that it was the, the first film that was, like, screened. Um, it wasn't until I watched Horror Noir and I met all these beautiful people on the Internet and we started having discussions that we realized that this is kind of the start of cinema, but also, you know, it's a good talking point to talk about black representation and horror and uh, the growth and the changes and all that stuff. But what else? Wasn't the... Uh... To my understanding, the black character was actually not. Oh yeah, it was oh, a white. Okay, white great. White I knew I wasn't tripping. We was in, we was in blackface. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, great. So there were no black people. There was. They no. were not allowing black people in the movies. They're not letting you on set, girl. This is a whites only set. You can't come. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's also interesting because it starts this trend of white people talking about movies and ignoring everybody else because it's all through their lens. And so it's like, it does this, and it's that, and it's this important. And then like your black students see it, and they're like, whoa, excuse you. Okay. 
Whoa, excuse you. <laughs> your thoughts. And the teacher's like, I'm not here for your thoughts because of my men's. Because it keeps happening. Like, every time we get a fucking black movie, how many white critics are out here being like, I don't understand. The black and the name for me. It's like, of course it's not for you. Good day. Oh, but yeah, that's what I'm going to say. That's a mic Good day. It shows how in, like how ingrained like how ingrained it is into our media too mm-hmm. that that's the birthplace and it still repeats itself. And I hate to say this, but I feel like sometimes it catches some black filmmakers in the snare by accident yep. by making art that is for the white gaze as opposed to like unapologetically for our culture. I think that's what I like to, ooh. Oh, I heard that. Shots fired. Um, (laughs) I think that's what I liked about the blackening, like that it it wasn't trying to break it down. Mm -hmm. Like it's either you were understanding it and it was like for us or not. Yeah. Yeah, I was shaking. I think that was a sentence. Yes. Okay. I understood where you went. Okay, all right. We love to see it. Go for it. Oh, I had to say that I was going to give you Mike Kitchen Yes, partnership. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to yes. say, I think it's fucked up because yes. all the things that have happened to us, we are painted as the primitive ones and the violent ones. But the gag is. Because um, <laughs> who brought disease over here? Mm. Who did that? Yeah. We, we ain't going to go down the list today, yes, but yes. also, like. No. They was like, let us do the most and then also say the most. And it's like, nobody asked you. <laughs> Let's talk about Son of Vingagi. Son of Vingagi <laughs> is a really cool medium point because uh, the themes of Son of Vingagi um, are inherently racist. Um, but we do have like the first black woman in STEM yes. in a movie. Yes. No, that's big, y'all, for real. Uh, like, for real. Like, come on. Like, that's not yeah. a black scientist. You're not being depicted as a mammy. <laughs> right, and she's not a mammy. She's not a mammy. But she is splicing up a little bit of, like, gorilla DNA, which yeah. I think was kind of weird. But we yeah. can all appreciate. Like, it, it's at least it wasn't Birth of a Nation. Mm. You know? Yeah. One, One step up. One step up. One. <laughs> and it also did, it just showed, uh, like, regular black life. I think there is a scene in Son of Ngagi where it shows a bunch of black folk and they're heading to church for a wedding. Mm. And it's just normal and natural. Besides all the crazy shit that's going on, the Frankenstein and up in the in the lab, back with the monkeys or whatever the hell is going on. Oh. Um, yeah. But again, baby steps. A step. Baby steps. Now, yeah. I will say that around the same time of Son of Ngagi and yes. all the times leading up to black exploitation, they had race films where it was clearly outside of, you know, the motion picture, you know, the little scene you get, the MPAA, all that stuff. Of course, that's whites only. You know, they're not, they're not, unless you get hired by like a white film crew, then you're not in the movie. So black people were making their own independent films mm-hmm. before that, and it was all black directors, black actors, and that's mm-hmm. where you would see these slices of life, but it was made for black people in particular. And then it kind of dwindled down once we get over to like where we see Night of the Living Dead, 1968, because once black people started getting jobs in those white film things, they kind of cut off the all, the race films altogether. Like, oh, well, we don't need an all black production because you can get a job in this white film. Or you don't need a black space because you're accepted mm-hmm. in the space with everybody. But we know that's not the same. So, you know, look up some race films. There are some from the uh, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. Someone might be hard to find though, not gonna lie. Yep. Listen. What is it? Mm, hold on, let me think of something right now. Well, I know that. Reach straw count as one. 
Petey Weestraw would be more black exploitation. Okay. It's the seventies. We think thinking. Petey Weestraw was a movie, mm-hmm. a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like not the Devil's Daughter or something like that. Like it's all black. Like I'm trying to think of these names, but again, I'm gonna give you a list. Don't worry, I'm gonna give y'all a list. Well, let me think about it. Okay. Yes. Yes. Shout out to you. Look, see, look, the answers are in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about black exploitation. Looks at Brother Gulich. Oh my God. (laughs) Well, I like to think about black exploitation as, and this is still borrowing uh, from a lot of the research that we've all done essentially, that it did so much wrong, but it helped crack that door Mm -hmm. so that we can start to tip into the genre a bit more. And that was exciting. And when you think about some of the outliers, I know Ganja and Hess technically wouldn't be considered black exploitation because it was written by a person who was of color and also queer, which yes. this was news to me. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. But because of the representation it was doing around that time amidst black exploitation, I think it's really interesting to think about that film, like looking back at it, for those of you who haven't in a long time, because they saw it as too highbrow or like, I don't like saying elevated horror, but that's how they perceived it. And so it didn't really get any love here. Meanwhile, um, over you know the pond mm. at the Cannes Film Festival, it was winning awards, mm-hmm. and they were really appreciating this art way before its time. And because it got locked up, and that's the piece you hear about in horror noir so much, there were so many of us who were locked from seeing it. And they had even changed it to like Blood Couple, where they took out a lot of the parts that had like deeper meaning to it. And Spike Lee was like, oh, "I'm not having this," and then that's when he did his version, this, uh, "The Blood of Sweet Jesus." And I think that that was, I'm not going to throw shade at that movie because I get what he was trying to do, but I will say that I'm excited they let it out of the vault. Like, and to see certain films like that as like a juxtaposition to what was happening in black exploitation, I think there are certain films that get overlooked because it didn't get that type of um, commentary around it. Mm -hmm. Because I will admit, I didn't even know that much about it until Horror Mm -hmm. Noir. Like, my parents had seen Ganja and Hess, but anything my parents watched, I was like, oh, that's lame. I didn't want to get into it. Like... (laughs) My father liked, for example, Blackula. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I love Blackula now, but at the time I'm like, oh, I'm tired of Blackula. I'm tired of it. But seeing it in that time frame was so important in a way that I didn't realize because I grew up to be a creator. I also write, and I have a lot of Black representation in what I write. And I did, you know, it's like programmed. I see myself in something, and then I make myself into something without thinking about it. So representation is important. So even if it is bad, like through Black exploitation. Yeah. But like also it goes back to who gets to tell the story because yeah, white people were the exactly. ones who were like vegetation movies are awful they're trash and so we grew up reading like blackula jokes and things thinking it's all garbage and then horror noir sets us down and it's like actually there's some gems here also contextually this is historical for this and that and you're like whoa whoa so I didn't see myself because you were hiding me from me and telling me it's trash mm-hmm. like again <laughs> like people just be colonizing everything including culture and I just yeah. it sends me it's true I wish I had seen Blackula earlier than I did. Yeah. Or Sugar Hill. Or Sugar Hill. Oh, or Sugar yes. Hill. Yeah. Yes. Sugar Hill. Now we all see Sugar Hill. Anyone? Yeah. One? Yes. Oh my God. Homework. Everybody. Yeah. Please watch. Oh, can we take some time to talk about Sugar Hill? Yeah. No, can we talk yeah. about yeah. Sugar Hill? She pop up every February because you know people like to celebrate and they're like, you're the black movie on this Um Well, she pop up next February. Please watch her. She's a moment. Like, she's a badass bitch. Like, I, Marky Bay and her jumpsuits. Like, oh, my God. Iconic. It's a look. I've been changed. It's. <laughs> and, and, and for those who, um, I'm just going to try to do a synopsis. Y'all can Thank you. In, you took, child, in my brain. In my brain. <laughs> um, 
So it's about a woman whose partner is um, done dirty by like um, some local hoods. And what they decide to do in response is she's like, oh, I'm about to go get in touch with these dark forces. I'm about to summon some zombies. And she wears like a, a patent white jumpsuit. With the fro. With the yeah, fro. with the fro. Mm-hmm. She's clean. And she meets a new person who's interested in her clearly, who's played by um, Lawson. Uh, yeah, Mr. Richard Lawson. Richard Lawson. High um, in, high yes. Yes. Family Amen. of vampires. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, the representation was good. Like we weren't put up to be kind of like stereotypes, you know? He's like a police officer who's working really hard. She understands the esoteric and the occult very well in a way that doesn't make um, African spirituality look like, you know, like negative. Mm-hmm. You even see Baron Samedi in a role, which yeah. I think was a yeah. really good depiction for how they did it. He was great. Yeah. yeah. So you should check it out. It's really, it's so fun too. It doesn't take itself too seriously. Like it's a really good time. Yeah. It's it on really Pluto is. TV right now. Yeah. Ooh, so okay. if you don't know about Pluto, Pluto's your girl. Free. Pluto's free. Pluto's free. Yeah. Free. Look, Look, it's a good time. Point. Would y'all consider Abby Black Yeah. Yes. 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 Abby. Abby. Um, you can find it on YouTube. I want to be Abby it. when I grow up. Right? No, okay. Yes. yes. <laughs> All right. Abby was living a life. <laughs> Abby also got done dirty because, again, like, oh, yeah. Abby also got done dirty because, again, you have white people controlling everything. Mm-hmm. So they're just like, they're ripping off the exorcist. Everybody's ripping off the exorcist. Like, have you seen no possession movie after the exorcist? All of them are doing the same damn thing. But Abby, with black people, that's a problem. And so we're going to lock that up immediately. And that's why she's always on YouTube and nowhere else. Like, yes. I don't think she's ever gotten a physical release or anything. No, yeah. no they buried it. Me, yeah. They buried it. And what's crazy is, like, this. Thank you. Yes, I was yelling at this one. Um, and what's crazy about, about Abby is the story is not even like The Exorcist yeah. at all. Like, if you haven't seen The Exorcist, girl, go see The Exorcist. Yeah. And then if you haven't seen Abby, go ahead on YouTube. And just type in Abby, 1970, can't remember the last number, but it's there. And then um, watch the two. But seriously, watch the two. It's two different. And just the premise, like, Abby, she is, you know, God-fearing, church-going woman. She out here minding her business. You know, Sunday, she got her best on. And then, you know, just a sex demon takes over her. And I know y'all look at me like, bitch, what? Yes. (laughs) A sex demon takes over her life, and she is out here just... Ride it out, and then we just go on a ride with her, and that is not the exorcist at all. That is not what Pazuzu was doing. So I'm just like, it's just I hate I hate white supremacy so much. Like, duh, understatement, but like, you 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 really took your time, like out of your day, out of all the movies, out of all the things you could have been doing in Rich Man Land. You decided that I was gonna pull up on Abby and said, no, you're not gonna see this. (laughs) I will bury this shit. And they still on that neck because where where's the physical copy today? Mm-hmm. If you if you ain't really hear about a word of mouth or just did random Googles like for real for real, I, that's how I found about this movie. I would have never known about it at all. I would say Check yes. out Abby. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is a fun topic. The tropes. Who wants to start with this one? Listen. I, I think people are good. Y'all are making noise. Kelly Rowling, girl. Listen. Kelly Rowling. Kelly Rowling, Freddie versus Jason. Alfie Woodard in that first Annabelle was already a bad movie. Um, I want to fight that whole company. That's when me and James wanted to fall down. I'm like, you know what happened on your watch? You produced this shit and you let her dress up off a balcony for what boring family? For no reason. Like, I just... <laughs> 
They could have. She's the strongest actor in the cast. We've seen her. How, what have we seen her being? Everything. Everything. Listen. And it's been some shaky roles, but I ain't never seen nothing like that. I said, oh, baby, not you. <laughs> oh, my doll. Upsetting. And then they don't stop with that. Like, Sacrificial Negro up, Negro up until, like, what, 2021? Like, mm-hmm. Quiet Place 2. Like, there's plenty of movies. Yeah. It's not like, oh, it stopped at a certain point. It has not stopped. I can think of movies from the last five years where, oh, somebody black died, so somebody, even Evil Dead, okay. Rise, or all the black people, all the people of color, oh, we gonna die first, and we gonna lock you out the apartment after you done brought this demon shit in this apartment complex. I I would haunt the fuck out of somebody. Yes, I would. You and your ancestry, your whole bloodline yep. is cursed. While we hear, though, every original alien movie, every original alien movie, I don't know if Mr. Scott has ever met a black person he would thought mm. could be alive at the end, but it's not in those movies. Because I marathoned him on my birthday, not knowing any fucking better. And I was like, black man dead. Black man dead. Two black people, both of them dead. Brown face, really, Mr. Cameron? Like, it just... <laughs> that series is a ride. You just want to be angry and watch, like, black people die in space? Alien. <laughs> That's for you. I love franchise, but oh, it's problematic. I do want to give a shout out to... I know we skipped over a little bit, but um, Dwayne Jones from Night of the Living Dead. Because even though he was yeah. a sacrificial Negro, but he did make it to the end of that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people sometimes look over that because, you know, black man being the hero of that, whatever. So we always talk about how um, black people are always sacrificing themselves. But we always don't give too much credit when, you know, somebody make it to the end and, you know, do all the hard work and make it far in the genre. So I just wanted to put a, you know, do a shout out for that as well. Yes, yeah. and he's fine as hell. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, I don't think they make him like that no they more. Don't. They don't. They don't. He's also in Ganja and that makes you hit play harder. Um, um, <laughs> that makes you hit play harder. <laughs> okay, but before we roll on, Mike definitely yelled out uh, Kelly Rowland. Yeah, and we're not going to let it slide. Okay, I was upset. There I was upset. Was. It was the language uses. Um, it was just why, why, girl? Hate crime. Her wig. Oh, <laughs> it was everything. The whole the, that section of the movie was the unpretty video, like down to her looking to get. Was it not? And we're talking about Freddie versus Jason. She's what looking, was what she's dreaming away. I don't know. What, what was the reason? She's looking at trying to get a new nose, and there's nothing wrong with getting a new nose. But at this time, I was like, girl, this is the unpretty video. Then she's saying this bad language, talking about sweaters and stuff. And I was like, uh-uh, Kelly, this is not you, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so to come, nobody saw, I tweeted about this a long time ago. Um, so everybody talks about how Kelly Rowland says the F word to Freddie, you know, yeah. but he kind of started it. He called her dark. <clears throat> so he was dark racist. Beast. So she was getting her lip back. I don't care what nobody said. He was, he was pretty much racist. I was oh, nervous. Sorry, but they could have kept her straight for her to get her lip back. She could have really just said his sweater was stank because it was. Oh, okay, fine. Right? You could have been like, well, girl, you're musty. Mind your business. You could have just said that. But no, you want to bring the language into it. Uh-uh. That was on her chest. And then I feel like the white people try to blame Kelly Rowland say that she put that into like it wasn't in the script they said that she made that up mm. i find it hard to believe because she said nothing Th- about that that's too many her. that's too many writers directors editors exactly. everybody and they're like we don't know how it happened i'm like somebody had that known y'all had multiple times to be like let's not do this and y'all was like now the people have said it must have been kelly did she did she write it did she direct it did she edit it did she film it is she the camera person is she every woman like let me know it's all, her. It's all in her <laughs> I would have skipped over that line though. I'm not even gonna hold yeah. you. I would have looked them right in the camera, <laughs> <laughs> and they looking at me, and I'm looking at them, and I'm we all looking it's at the same in, script. It's zooming in on you. Yeah, and I'm looking like, 
just yeah, yeah, no. Robert E. Lynn, just like. Exactly. <laughs> it, we're all just looking at each other, and then Jason enters the scene. Like, that's that's oh, really it. I'm not saying it, because now y'all going to play it back and have me yeah. on the Summer Jam yeah, screen. It's not happening. She should have been. She would have. Speaking of people who should have been the final girl and kind of was, Brandy and Estonia Juliet Summer. Yeah. Yes. Savage yes. went through every window, but she was. every table, oh, and we still out here talking about Julie James for who? For why? <laughs> she, it was never her franchise. She's she boring. got bested twice. She, girl. girl. She got bested twice. That's terrible. If you wouldn't, if you the leader of your franchise and every time you give you a sidekick, she more interesting, you wouldn't leave your franchise. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Actual facts. Sorry, Julie James, but, but I'm not sorry. Listen, listen. This is a black card, so I'm not going to defend you no. today. No. But I have- <laughs> no. She bringing party and five energy to what should be a single person situation. Like, this is not a group project. Are you the final girl or are you not? Well, <laughs> she, she came around in the end, but you know. I mean, and the future was What? <laughs> but I, I do want to give a shout the out. The girls are fighting. Who's not going to allow himself to be a sacrificial Negro. That's Roger from Night of the Demons. Yes. Yes. Who's seen Night of the Demons? Nobody. Y'all seen Night of the Demons? I heard some claps. Okay. Watch Night of the Demons. It's on Shutter and it's on YouTube for free. Mm-hmm. For free. So for do free. we consider Abra from Doctor Sleep a magical support Negro? Because Stephen King wrote her. Yes. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, Air, I love you some Abra, so I don't know about the like. I, I, she can grow, and I don't think she was a support character. I think she was the only. And I will say, yeah. she's not the only magical person. If it was like nobody else had the shine going on, and it was just her, then okay, it would have been a little bit more questionable. And it's still a little questionable because you know Stephen. But Stephen, it, it it was like several magical people walking around and magical villains. It wasn't like yeah, oh, right. exactly. we we need this white main character to find somebody magical to help us through or I'm going to solve all your problems and be a magical Negro or I'm like psychic they always have some kind like or they have they do hoodoo and voodoo they're two separate things mm-hmm. but they always like mixing it up oh well they black they must know some um mm-hmm. some magic we just going to sprinkle it in that's not that's not no American Horror Story coming. yeah mm-hmm. um, while I'm complaining about Stephen King um <laughs> the original Shining which Stanley Kubrick who we know is also a problem I know what you're doing right right like if you read The Shining you know Mr. O'Halloran does not die but Stanley Kubrick in all of his I'm an assholeness was like we got to kill this black man bring him back give him an axe if he has the shine, he, how how could how did he not see the axe coming? He has you the got the shine. shine. You the magical Negro. You got the shine, but you don't see your death. So you just walk in here and sacrifice yourself. Insane. No, no. He was focused on the white child and the membrane. He was he was focused on the white family and the white child. That's what what it was. Yeah. Seriously, you you're so you you're making this character so focused on everyone else. You're prioritizing everyone else. You can't even focus on oh shit like some shit you would normally see. Right. Is right. your own death. It's crazy. I'm tired. If you care about them so much, call the people. Don't run over there and catch an axe in your chest for no reason other than to stand the keeper because I'm having a bad day. Mm-hmm. Don't. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about Black Final Girls. Yeah. Yes. It's not all axes to the chest. Okay. First, we had uh, Jada Pinkett and uh, Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight, which you all need to see because yes. that movie yeah. goes so hard. And what's his name? What? Ernest Dickerson? Yeah. Well, yes, Ernest Dickerson, yes. Are you talking about Billy Zane? Yep, Billy Zane. Zane. I love looking at him. I like him. He's an uncle. Yes, yes. He's an uncle. Yep. He get the Dunkle special. Billy Zane has nice eyebrows. Yes. 
You know what's fun about this movie? Like, just random, like, tidbit or whatever. I can't remember if I saw this in Horror Noir or just a random whatever on YouTube. But apparently, Jada Pinkett definitely just pulled up to the set like, bitch, I'm me. Um, <laughs> like, she had the blonde hair and everything. She, that's not how the character was written. And they always just look like, oh. And she did that because, bitch, I am me. And she owned the movie. But I, I love everything about that. Like, kind of like, you know, you think you're supposed to look a certain way or fit a certain way to get into a role and the fact that you're able to walk in the door and still be able to own that bitch, I love to see it. Yeah. That's it. Yes. Definitely. Um, I, real quick, I was just going to say, like, um, yeah, uh, Ernest had to fight for her to get the role because mm -hmm. it was supposed to be Cameron Diaz. Yeah. Yeah. Tomatoes. And, and so Ernest Dickinson was like, nope, no. And that's why I think it's, like, dope when we're behind the camera also impacting those decisions because it makes me wonder how many of us have missed out on roles just because we're not present in that mm -hmm. process mm -hmm. because, you know, of the gatekeeping and everything. That and that's I believe that would have been the same if it was Cameron Diaz. No, no. It would have no. no. flopped. Wouldn't this been right after the mask? Yeah. Did this would have been right after the mask, right? I don't know. Or the mask yeah, came right. first? I think right now, yeah. I don't know. Okay, yeah, we on the same page. I, I this would have been a whole nother movie. I wouldn't have watched yeah. it. I'm not gonna lie. I'd have been like, you know what? I like Tales from the Crypt, but I came with Cameron right now. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't have seen it. Cameron, like you should <laughs> Um uh, We also have Sinead Lathan. Okay. AVP. AVP. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, she like that dapped up a predator. Like the predator came at her, and he was like, "I, right, you cool?" Squad. Which I don't know if He's that happened game. before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was a finesse. Y'all know damn well she should have died. That was that's what I'm saying. She should have died. And I look, you know what? I'm not even hating. Man, this is not hate. This is this is a finesse, bitch. I love to see it. Scam your way to the top. Yeah. Everyone fucking died but you. You laying on the ground like, hey, put the outfit on, all kinds of shit. And this was my first time watching this. We covered this recently on the podcast. So I was reacting. I saw me. I'm like, yeah, I get to get in the conversation now instead of looking around at y'all when y'all talking about it. So with the girl, when she was like, okay, let me lay down. Oh, okay. I love that. Because that's the type of shit that I would have been on. That's smart. That's smart thinking. Exactly. Kind of like you lay on the ground, throw the dirt over your body, play dead. It was the same yeah. tactic. The same tactic. And because of that, look at you. You lived. Right. I love it. Right. While we here, though, the girl without the gifts. Oh. The girl without the yes. gifts. Anytime you can be a zombie situation child, and you like, how can I work the system to make it better for everybody? Amazing. Listen. Yes. No notes. I also listen to the book. It's good, too. Ooh. That is definitely a must. And there's one line from that movie that really sticks with me. And y'all should definitely watch it. One, because we have a young black girl lead, a very uh, Dwayne Jones situation where it was not written for a black girl, but she just came up to the audition and fucking crushed it. They had no choice but to cast her. And it's a very funky zombie situation. Uh, this time they're kind of like growing from spores and maybe like a Last of Us-esque kind of natural thing. Um, and at the end of the movie, there's one line where our, our main character, who is kind of like a zombie hybrid thing, um, it says, why do we have to die? For, why should we have to die for you? You know, zombies are about to take over. She's kind of a zombie hybrid. You know, the last of the humans are making their, their last attempt to save the world. And she's just like, why? Why should it be us that have to die for you? We're really talking about zombies, but you can also, you can also pee through the layers there. Yes, also Sweetheart. Um, yes. Oh, sweetheart. oh, yes. yes, I'll be so transparent. I had no idea what I was getting into when I clicked on Sweetheart on Netflix. I literally just pressed play because there was a girl on the cover and she had a similar haircut as mm -hmm. me. And I, and I was in for a very pleasant surprise. That one as well. I got two. Yes. Adelaide and Us. Yeah. And then also, if you, there's a movie or an anthology on Shutter called Power Noir. 
And you have Shanita, who's basically Buffy the Vampire Slayer from one of the movies. She's killing vampires in the Sundown Town. Yes. Yeah. Yes. While we make suggestions, she never died. It's always someone for free. It's yes. Um, black women in their 40s, not having it. Eating the villains' hearts and just like trying to get left alone. I relate. That's a good one. It really plays on that. The, the, uh, <laughs> just realize what you That say. medical, <laughs> weird medical in, in, inconsistency about pain and black women. Ooh. How somehow black women are supposed to like not feel pain. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, that's For another sure. good one. Called Dumb. Oh. Dumb. Yeah. That show. Mm. Yeah, I, I was a different person before I watched it. it. It made me. I wasn't a better person after. Don't watch it. You, it's okay. What show? Them. Them. Oh. No. It's it's beautifully shot. It's well acted. It's well written. But I found almost no point of the movie. And then at the end, I was like, "So y'all put them through this for this? I hate everyone." Um. But you know, that's fine. I felt the same way with the other one that just landed on Netflix with the light-skinned lady and her family. The Strays? Yeah! Girl! The Netflix yes. them kids. Oh, oh my like, God. I didn't, like, I didn't like people tell me it's like Get Out, and that's why I didn't watch it, because I knew it was not going to be like Get Out. It's oh. not like Get Out. No. It's not like Get Out. It's like Get Out. It's just like Get Out. I'm like, you a lie. Is it lie. though? Mm-hmm. They a ball-headed lie. That, that's what the hell they are. Okay, we're going to keep moving so we can get to some questions later. Oh. Um, this is what Black Car is looking like today. Yes. These are different from last time. You know, we got yes. new pictures. Yes, yes. We got brown people in Scream now, which is excellent. And Order it's not and they're still alive. That's what I'm saying. Still and they're still alive. They're not dead. Seriously, I am floored. They are not dead. I just saw the first, the, uh, the most recent one. I don't know how I've gone this long without spoilers. I did that, bitch. I don't know how y'all could be like me, but I did it. And so I was shocked. I was like, wow, now you should have died. Okay, let's really talk about it. Somebody got poked up so many times, and I was like, girl, how are you alive? But I'm going to suspend my disbelief. Yeah. I love to see how our friendship kept alive. Oh, they're the new Dewey. They're the new Dewey. And if Dewey got stabbed 99 times, yeah. they can get stabbed 99 times. Uh, Somebody do get a job. I'm not going to lie. Somebody got mm, that this time. Yeah. Let's talk about old. That original four. That original four, that trio could have been the cottage. Like, this is not what's Raven's best friends race. It is Scream. I see people to fucking die. Um, and that was my issue. <laughs> oh, yes. yes. Okay, let's talk about this. This was the most beautiful use of horror tropes that I have actually ever seen in my life. This film took the horror tropes and just spun it. So we know what we're looking at, and it reads like your typical slasher, right? There's the, this one, there's the, this one, there's this one. Everyone got that specific character, kind of like Scream does. But it's very aware. And if you haven't seen it yet, please do before it leaves the theater. It's still in theaters now. And bring your friends yes. and maybe your family. Oh, the black name? Yeah, it's yes. definitely a group uh, type of situation. Get all your friends, all your black friends, everybody who will get the references and it'll add to the experience. Mm-hmm. And the marketing for it was so brilliant. Like that tagline, we all can't die first. We feel that instantly. It doesn't need to be explained. It just, it gets our asses in the seat. I mean, I was gonna go regardless. But um, even the skit that it was based on from Comedy Central back in the day, it had all the same like um, appeal to it. And I like that they still like the dude who wrote the skit and also wrote the screenplay. Like he's actually in the movie. Mm -hmm. I just like how connected everything is. And I can't wait for a sequel because I think there's enough there for them to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cliff's Revenge. That would be good. 
<laughs> and it has to be at like a cookout. So there's like some uh, some callbacks and things like cut and peek. Like we, we need a cut and peek character. We need like let me sit on that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. I'm also just gonna say that this came out right after a lot of us got that free copy for content creators of um, the Black Guy Dies First, oh. which is a book written by the same person, Dr. Coleman, who wrote Horror Noir. If you like Horror Noir's book, you want the Black Guy Dies First because it's tracking all of the history, all of the deaths, the mass deaths. Um, yep. It's also lining up the numbers that Black Horror does. Mm-hmm. Of course, all the Monkey Pop movies are there because guess what? People don't go see. Um, so if you if you like me, you're like a little nerd. You might want to pick that book up um, when you see this because they are working in tandem and it's dialogues in my fucking brain now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so in conclusion, before we open up for questions, the future of Black Horror looks very promising because we in his base. <laughs> yes, we in his base. Okay. Um, does anyone have any questions or? Okay. Oh yes. Yeah. I was just gonna say y'all awesome. Um, yeah. Very awesome. Very I'm about to cry. Chewing gum, not chewing gum. Crazy head. Yes, crazy I love crazy head. Question: I was questioning, do y'all look at anything other than stuff that's in America? Because I know crazy. Yeah. Yes. I know y'all do. I'm just crazy head and the one with the Little, 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 little Monster. Little Monster. Yes. Oh, yeah. so good. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Is it still on Hulu? Yep. Yeah. It's on Hulu. Yeah. Little also, the blackness on VOD. Somebody said something about it yesterday. Yeah, it's twenty dollars right now. So if y'all just want to all put a couple of everybody in the house, five five dollars a friend. Charge them. Listen, listen, that's a roommate night. <laughs> no. Oh wait, I think you. Then you, I think. Yeah. Yes. Hello. Um, I have a question regarding um, production and distribution. Uh, I noticed that there are. Uh, YouTube um, channels based, uh, dedicated to horror like Bloody uh, Guts and Alter and mm-hmm. Crypt TV. Mm-hmm. Are there any black versions, or not black versions, but horror uh, channels like that that uh, encompass black horror? And if so, why not? Um, there's a few. Some of them don't get as much light and they don't have as many projects on them, so it kind of sucks. Um, like, for example, I'm just gonna throw one into the ring with All Black. They have like a few things that pop up on there that would be um, close to hard, but because they don't get a lot of, I think like attention and stuff, it doesn't lead to more. But what I would do if I were you, um, the, I, I'm gonna, Mark Harris has a website called blackhard.com. Mm-hmm. I would actually say start there because not only does he do commentary on all of the black car and, ca- and catalog all of it within context and post forward and everything, but he actually tells you where you can find it. Yep. Like it's a must, it's a must see. And I'm gonna I'm gonna double check I have the URL right, but I think it's blackhorror.com. That would be since it's subscriber base, it would seem that if more Black folks, movies.com, I'm sorry. More folks that would, you know, become subscribers, that would generate yeah. the presence, the revenue, so forth and so on, so that black filmmakers and make more yeah. right yeah but that also takes community and that takes us opting in as well like honestly before so before the panty started whooping our ass full-time like we all connected because of that and thinking about that like so basically like you out here you on whatever internet situation you're using even youtube like you have to live like because of that that made us all find community find tribe and it's helped a lot of people like okay i found you i found you i found you so now we're pushing all these voices to the front so to your point i mean we you know the answer is racism like and that's really what it is access all those other things like and then 
us having to buy into each other. So what we do is like, if I see you, girl, I'm going to pull you up. Like, oh, I see you do shorts. Oh, I know somebody that, that has this channel. Here, let me help you go on here to, to amplify these voices in these spaces. And also challenging our white peers to do the same thing. I love sitting in a meeting and asking them to how many black people or brown people you didn't push to the front today. And then when they look back and I look at them and they start scrambling, that's my best part. So we got to do more of that because also we're holding people accountable too. That's the only way that we're going to, just like y'all, we appreciate that y'all sitting and talking to us, but amplify other people too. You see somebody retweet a post, that's how we get to where we are. People have to actually buy into these YouTubes or get these YouTube pages to spaces that can, you know, be seen. Mm -hmm. Yes. If I can push somebody to the front right now, um, y'all should really know about Brandon Espy. Um, he's an independent filmmaker. Oh, he yeah. He has yeah. like three or four horror shorts now. And I'm talking like three to five minutes each, and they all absolutely freaking rim. And his most recent one was just bought out by Hulu, I think. Ooh, we Follow You is one of them, right? Yeah, We Follow You. Headbussa is another one. Um, and Mr. Crockett was the one that's on Hulu. You can watch it like on their shorts. Like they ha Hulu has a collection of Halloween shorts. But yeah, anyway, let's answer another question. Brand E-S-P-Y. E-S-P-Y. Mm -hmm. Flops. Octavia Spencer, Flops. like mom, self-made. Oh, that's not her fault. Ooh, not her. deserves so much better. Yeah, it's, it's a writer's fault. fault. It's not an Octavia yeah. fault. I think, yeah. I still Octavia be looking at her like, girl, what's happening? I'm watch it because I want her to get a check, but girl. Um, who, who was it that said that she wanted to be in the Ma sequel? We talked about it on the podcast. Melissa right? McCarthy. Oh, Melissa, Melissa McCarthy. McCarthy. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not really no. I would take Monique because if y'all can read it, if you got BT Plus, that movie's chaotic. <laughs> but I recommend, especially if you already have BT, please give Monique some coins. Yeah. Now, the writing, okay, but also it's low budget. Like, it's probably, their, I think, their first feature. Like, let, like, people, black people have to have the space to fail up, and we yeah. don't get that. Like, if it's not perfect, they're going to be like, mm, we're not giving you any more money. But mm -hmm. then you got things like fucking Thanksgiving and all here made for 3000 bucks and streaming everywhere. Word. That's true. If we're, uh, we're going to campaign for having more movies for us, by us, even if they're not perfect, it is our responsibility to go purchase that movie, mm -hmm. to go stream that movie so we could get those numbers. So, you know, it's up and up from there. Mm -hmm. And you can go see all those expensive DC movies that complain about how bad they are. Yes. And stuff like black people. Yes. Um, first off, tickets cheaper. Secondly, they mean more because DC gonna make the money no matter what. Mm -hmm. That's why they've been making bad movies for over a decade. They're fine. They ain't going nowhere. They will not miss your $8. I promise you. Shake the table, yes. <laughs> Another question. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Shit. Um, what's my girl? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Allie, you, you know, I don't like Sydney Prescott because she got Hallie Kill on Scream 2. Right. I was going to say Jada Pinkett is seeing Scream 2. I, yeah. I hated everything about that scene. Girl. It fucked me up as a that kid. Was a it fucked me up She asked for that. I, I, I understand. She was like, I want to die. And then I don't know if they decided to But I was so nervous, girl. I was just like, oh, no, not like this. <laughs> oh. I'm going to say. Um, what was his name in the credits? Man on Island oh, in a Quiet Place God. Part 2. Mr. Kaczynski and I are still fighting. Yeah, hey, John, what are you doing? Listen. Wait. Literally, if you look at the credits, Man on Island. I I would save Kincaid from Elm Street 4. Yeah. Because I deserves so much more. He deserves so much You're more. You're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Anywhere else? I don't know. So, I think y'all got yeah, all Sarai, my Sarai, Sarai took mine. Yeah. So, I'll say Sheila took your place. Both. Both. Anybody else with a question? Are we going to talk about LL? Listen. Oh, cool. His head is like a shark skin. I loved everything about it. Yeah, everything about it was amazing. Yeah. But you know what? What I don't like is that his name was Preacher. Yeah. He didn't have a name, just like Man on Island. His name was literally Preacher. It was. I know that man had a name, but his whole character was like, ah. He's the holy one. Let, what should we name him? Preacher. I and say. To be fair, he had in his contract that he couldn't die in a horror film. So that's really? I heard that he said that it test audiences don't want him to die. Oh, so yeah. when they play it, it plays better. That's why he lived in like, what was it, H2O? Yeah. He lived in a lot of films. Like, I have not seen L. Pooja die in a horror film yet. I just thought he came up on, once again, the ultimate game of the century. Just like Brandy in the movie. Okay, I love that. Why do you? Why, why do we have to suffer? Can't we just swim off somewhere and then pop up in the air like, bitch, I made it. I, I love it. I don't want to see us getting eaten up. We're already the first people to get killed. We already getting stabbed up. Then we fell down. I like that we disappeared for a little bit. Then we came back. Don't ask no questions. We see it happen to white people all the time. You know, how the fuck they make it? Same way. That's kind of like Raw Digger, too. She kind of oh, Amazing. Love it. No suffering. She saved the day, honestly. Truly. She saved everyone. Mm. She's like, y'all don't y'all shenanigans. I'm going to go away, and I'm going to come back. <laughs> and she getting a new job. Listen. Exactly. Because, like, what kind of nanny? What kind of, what's she paid? Mm. What's she paid? Run their pockets, babe. I think we might have time for one more question, but before we do that, can we go down and put all of our handles so y'all know where to, Ooh. where to find the shenanigans? I am Miss Sheree. That's M-I-S-S-S-H-A-R-A-I on yes. Twitter and Instagram while Twitter's still there. Um, yes. You can find all my podcasts on my Twitter bio while she's still there. And you can pick which podcast you might be into, but I'm going to vote for Bloody Massacre and not just because two of my co hosts at the table. <laughs> <laughs> but because it's a good time. All right. Well, um, I am one half of Girl That's Scary and Jazz 40 Ounce Connoisseur. You can just follow us at Girl That's Scary. That's anything Girl That's Scary. If you Google it, it's websites, everything. We all we all everywhere. And if you with us, if you with us, we all spill. We all spill as well. Yeah, that's that's it. It's it's girl that's scary for all the things. If you magically end up on my personal account, I don't know how you got there, but girl that's scary on all the things. <laughs> um, all of my socials are at IDK Gravity, um, and you can find my podcasts on on Twitter while it's still there, <laughs> and Instagram at uh, at Blurdy Massacre. You can find me at Blurdy Massacre as well with Sheree and Zero. Um, uh, episodes come out every Tuesday and um, I'm usually on TikTok aside from that doing fan theories about yes. the genre and random things right now I'm talking about the Vampire Diaries that's at Brother Ghoulish and I also have a book that came out last year yes. oh, oh, uh, There's Something Wrong in Lawrence County by yeah. Ryan W. Kenny Yes, um, I also want to say a shout out to Evo Tyrone over there Yes, yes. yes. Y'all should be following him too He's a great show host Yeah <laughs> Um, and I'm Bobby Torres with the Z, not an S. Uh, people, uh, one half of people under the scares. Also, Bobby likes to speak on my YouTube channel. Uh, the other half, my people under the scares. Uh, at ThackerayBinks86 is my Twitter handle. And people under the scares is every Monday. We just talk a lot of shit. Yes. We have a lot of debates and arguments on there. Mm -hmm. and, like we have uh, top 16 power survivors. We just want to argue on that. Yes. But, um, yeah. Y'all also got that Scream Kings. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Scream Kings is a um, it's me, uh, Michael, our buddy Simon King, and also Marco Estes, who you guys should check out. Marco oh, Estes. Oh yes. Yeah. We love us some Mark. Yes, yeah. we do. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
It's like a walking encyclopedia for yes. more. Yes. Yeah. Who was our last question for they heard Buddha's out? Anybody Buddha's out? Yeah, what was the last question? Anyway, anyway. Hurry up, hurry up. Yes, it should have had a season two. I hate everybody. Yeah. It got chaotic, but I wanted yes. it. Yes. Jonathan Majors let us down, but well, yeah. Yeah. But thank y'all for coming by. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for stopping on our panel. Have a great day. Enjoy the rest of LearnCon. Shout out to you for choosing another day to be alive. Thank you for listening to the Dread Podcast Network.